8.46, and we can round out today's edition of This Morning with Yusu Sun and a different view on a pair of very different issues, um, albeit with a common denominator, which would be, I guess, the United States. Um, so, Susan, good morning to you. Morning, Alex. The Donald Trump administration, first of all, has threatened to apply safeguard measures to imported products that are likely to be a severe hit for South Korea, especially our steel industry here. Can you give us the details first? Right. The U.S. Department of Commerce has recommended measures, including a tariff of at least 53% for steel imports from 12 countries, including South Korea. So this is the most controversial measure. And a global tariff of at least uh, 24% on all steel imports from all countries. Um, And a quota for all countries equal to 63% of the respective to a 17 exports to the U.S. And um, the U.S. President Donald Trump is required to make a decision on um, these measures and also aluminum safeguard measures by April 11th. Um, Any tariffs and quotas would be in addition to any duties that are already in place. And um, Korea is is the third largest exporter of steel um, just after Canada and Brazil. And so it is likely to um, take a severe blow um, if Trump is to go ahead with these measures. And many eyes are on on whether the Korean government will um, either counterattack these safeguards or persuade the Trump administration to do otherwise. And it's looking a lot like um, it's taking uh, the first route. Critics have pointed to the fact Korea was listed among 12 countries receiving the harshest treatment, while many others were not. Right. So many newspapers, um, including the Korea Economic Daily, um, referred to this list of 12 countries um, and the this announcement came as a shock, especially for Korea, since it was the only U.S. traditional ally to be included on the list of 12 countries. Um, Canada, which is the biggest steel exporter to the, to the U.S., as well as Japan, Germany, and Taiwan, um, which are also heavy exporters of steel, were excluded from this list. Um, the Department of Commerce um, did not describe its criteria for uh, the countries on the list, but many countries that have established favorable relations with the U.S. were able to to avoid uh, being listed. Um, The newspaper also uh, asked if Korea is being directly targeted. Um, The Korean government uh, deems that these measures are an attack on China. However, the newspaper raised suspicion that Korea is being directly targeted as um, this follows series of recent measures, such as uh, safeguard measures on washing machines and solar panels uh, that are weighing heavily down in Korea's commerce. Well, certainly China is not happy either. So China feels probably that it's being attacked. Either we are I mean, I guess the best way of looking at it would be collateral, um, that, that, that we are victims being dragged into this. But even that's not particularly nice because as, a, as an ally of the United States, right. um, still being hurt. But as you suggest, there are some who feel that it's even worse than that. So mm-hmm. what about a, a conflict simmering between Seoul and Washington? Has the Korea Economic Daily said anything on that? Right. So it um, put this uh, issue into the larger context of the ongoing conflict between the U.S. and Korea, um, such as over the THAAD, um, uh, the battery issue, um, and the North Korean sanctions, a little bit of uh, conflict and disagreements there. And um, that's kind of why many are believing that America is also trying to take better hold of Korea by um, giving us a harsher treatment. And um, this newspaper also criticized the, the Korean government's response as overlooking the gravity of the issue. And um, it's only seeming to take into consideration the theoretical and the economic issues, such 
such as um, and dealing with it in this way, such as taking the issue to the World Trade Organization and paying less attention um, to the diplomatic and political causes behind uh, this potential threat. What, what were some interesting contributions elsewhere? Um, so the financial news uh, focus on uh, the fact that the U.S. government in making these recommendations referred to the Section 232 of the Trade Expansion Act of 1962, um, which stipulates that quantities and circumstances of steel and, and aluminum imports um, could threaten to impair the national security, and that's why um, it said it made these recommendations. Um, this section allows the U.S. to restrict imports when a certain product is seen as a threat to its national security. Um, however, it has been criticized as it could be misused for uh, misused as diplomatic retaliation based on normative judgments, and uh, because of this, you had the U.S. has refrained from using this um, act part of the act for previous decades. Um, and so the fact that the Trump administration is using this section highlights uh, the severity of uh, this impending challenge, as said. And um, it also agreed that the main intention is targeting China, um, which is strongly reacting uh, with this statement, and advised the Korean government to strengthen um, its diplomatic ties with the U.S. to be excluded from the list before a final decision is made, but also said um, that it has, it should prepare for the worst scenario, such as by joining forces with the other 11 um, countries mentioned on the list uh, to prepare its their retaliation measures against the U.S. Yes. I, I speculated earlier in the show, and I'll repeat it, I wonder whether we could be set for another collision course with China over um, the resumption of not just military drills, which I think China is not particularly happy about, but hasn't directly hurt South Korea as much as... Uh, like over the third missile defense deployment last mm -hmm. year. But there's another issue. China has already expressed concerns about these uh, attack drones, which not only could be capable of precision strikes on North Korea, but could also be capable of spying on China. And, and these, a dozen of them are set to arrive this March and April. Mm. And that, you know, if that's going to be the case, then we need an even closer relationship with Washington and can't be punished economically. Otherwise, it's really going to put further strain on the alliance. But, you know, speaking of handling North Korea, we've also got this dilemma for President Moon Jae-in. He's been invited to go to Pyongyang. Uh, Kim Yo-jong gave him that invitation from her brother, Kim Jong-un, while visiting, visiting South Korea for the opening of the Games. And uh, there's been a whole load of paper talk about that whole issue as well. Right. Um, and Moon Jae-in responded by addressing journalists uh, Saturday at the game's uh, main press center, saying that um, there has been already uh, advancements in uh, pursuing these under-Korean talks and their relationships, but he hinted that he would not rush to the matter um, and cited a proverb comparing the situation um, as to seeking a scorched rice water from a well, and this means rushing into something uh, without fully understanding the consequences. And um, he said the two countries countries should instead accomplish um, better relations and going forward with the talks by creating the right conditions first, and um, that the dialogue between the two Koreas will lead to one between the U.S. and North Korea and should eventually lead to denuclearization. So he really stressed uh, that uh, first, setting the conditions first. You've got a couple of papers to compare on this, don't you? Right. So Dongha Ilbo um, talked about um, Moon Jae-in, President Moon Jae-in's message here, and said um, this shows that he is very aware of the importance of the U.S. and North Korea talks and their relations and, um, and finding a solution for denuclearizing 
the new North, um, and said he emphasized uh, first establishing, establishing the right conditions. And um, this has three meanings, it said. Um, it's first notifying the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, that um, he needs to change his attitude in order to um, have this talk. And um, it's also, also a caution um, for the people of South Korea to have a little bit of more patience um, and Uh, assuring the U.S. government that it will work with it and not rush to hold inter-Korean dialogues. Um, it also noted of um, noted the importance of uh, the U.S.-North Korea talk. It said um, U.S. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson said it is waiting for the North to say it is prepared for talks, um, but North has been opposed to it, uh, putting further strains in their relations, and um, said that in this situation, President Moon Jae-in's diplomacy is all the more important and um, suggested that he take this leadership role. So perhaps the jury's out among some of the media outlets. They're they're gently supportive at the moment of this delicate situation. But Mm -hmm. the Hangyore is usually supportive of Moon Jae-in. It has been so far anyway, um, as a liberal paper. Has it also had something to say on this issue? Right. um, It's also... um, kind of positioned itself similarly um, as uh, Dong Ailbo, um interestingly, saying that this message highlights the need to be patient in engaging with the North. And um, said this is also a message for South Koreans as well as North Korea for the North Korean regime and um, to the American, to, to the American leader. Um, and it said we should be patient and um, uh, but it also highlighted that uh, Moon Jae-in and South Korea should take the driver's seat in um, this Korean Peninsula issue and this delicate issue and yeah, it sort of said like we shouldn't just wait for the right conditions you can't just wait for that right scorched rice mm-hmm. to to, uh, to, mm-hmm. to present itself uh, to, to use the analogy you started with thank you so much for speaking with us today thank you Alex good to have you here as always Yusu-san with our Different View segment.